Hello, welcome to Let Me Talk My I'm your host, Dr. Kweku Anansi. Yes, I am a doctor. I am a doctor of philosophy. This is the show where we get stuff off our chest. If there is something to be said, we say it here. So sit back, relax, and lend us your ears. This is episode 16. Today's topic is focused on moral dilemmas. We discuss a couple scenarios and ask our guests and our panelists, what would you do in this instance? First, before we get into these moral conversations, let us introduce our panelists and our guests. We start with Madam Story. How are you doing today, Madam Story? I'm doing very good. Thank you. Yeah, the stars aligning for me tonight. Yes, the stars are always aligned. You just have to align with the stars. So is there some fire coming to heat us up in this winter? Is God <laughs> like throwing thunder, fire? No fire, but there is going to be something coming to you. This week, you should ex- expect life to give you something. And we have here Mr. Simple, the common man. How are you doing today, Mr. Simple? I'm well in yourself. Um, a little cold. Yeah. Winter is hitting hard. Hope you're staying warm. Yeah, I'm doing my best. So, what should listeners expect from you? Same you as always. Same as always. Simple answers. And then we have here our guest, Don Jorge, returning with us. Oh, good evening, Don Jorge. Hey, what's good, guys? What should we expect from you? What should listeners expect from you? You know, we've been here, you've been here a couple of times. So what version of you are we seeing today? Uh, the one that's kind of going through a headache right now. So, I mean, I'm going to try my best to kind of like thug it out. Hot tea helps with headaches. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we start here. Our first moral dilemma that we're going to talk about. You're walking down an empty street. And you notice a wallet on the ground with some money in it. Is there a chance you were taking that money? We start with Madame Starry. Ooh, that's a tricky question. I'd say that there is a chance, yes, that I would take the money. Why would you take the money? You don't think it's wrong? Um, I think there's a thin line between right and wrong. And one can see wrong as right and vice versa. So... I would definitely take the money in a certain scenario. What scenario would that be? Um, you know, if the if there's a certain amount of money in there, um, perhaps let's say a quantity that's not too much but not too small, I would probably take the money. So, Mr. Simple, what do you say to that? She's saying that she would take this money depending on the quantity. Would you take this money in the street? You just see a wallet with some money. Are you taking it? Based on the content of the wallet, uh, if I know the person or if I don't know the person, 
So now you if the person, about- if the person, if it's the address on the uh, uh, IDs local, like within the town. So you're talking about I- identification now. So if there's a an owner attached to that wallet, you're not taking it, yeah, or you are taking I- it. I wouldn't take. I mean, I wouldn't take it if I know that I can return it to that person. If I know that that person can get their wallet back and the contents so, of their wallet. So your thing is that you would take it if there was no identification. Yeah. If or if. Not the amounts, like, like Madam Starry, just no, no identification. No. no, if it's no identification, I'm I'm taking all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this regardless of the amount. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it, uh, a, it owns someone right. owns it though, regardless. Yeah, but if there's no way, I'm not gonna go ask everybody. Uh, <laughs> you know? I see. Okay. Somebody's gonna claim it. There's no ID attached to it. Anybody can say, "Oh yeah, it is mine." Okay, um, Don Jorge, what would yeah. you do? Would you would you take this money in that wallet? No, I think the way I approach this is. Coming from my personal uh, finances and means at this current juncture in my life, I don't think it would be something that I consider something that I would need desperately. So I wouldn't at this particular time. It's so wait, one of the things no where I kind of abide by. If it's not mine, it's the, then I have no business in taking it. No chance. Well, again, this is coming from the perspective of it doesn't seem like something that I need. I think you know i'm pretty financially sufficient so it's not necessarily something that i would do again i wouldn't judge someone who feels as though like listen i'm on trying times and something like this doesn't happen you know often and it could be a situation in which i probably need this more than the person who might be uh missing this money who knows it's a very gray area when it comes to analyzing it in that way but just judging by me and how i stand financially it's not something that i need so no i wouldn't take the wallet Okay, so you you were saying that there is really no instance, and it's not based on the moral good here. It's just based on your reality. Your reality does not need this money that's just given to you. Uh, what's it? When you bring morality into the question, when you kind of have to think about the complex nature of like who this possibly who does this money belong to? Um, is it is there potentially a means of you returning it and so on? I mean, if it like people were throwing in variables of like, you know, is there ID around this particular money, uh, around this particular wallet? Is there an opportunity for me to kind of return it? Me personally speaking, but then again, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, anybody can say at the given time, like, you know, I no matter what the circumstance, I would never do it. But until I'm in that particular position, there's no telling what I will and will not do. So you're saying that even though right now you say that you, you don't need it, so you would not do it, you might change your mind if it was, you know, it was a maybe different you know some some world okay so that's that's still a no you know i would take you know i understand that you know everybody could act differently in that but so now professor uh what would you say to them when i'm sorry that he's saying that if you don't need it it doesn't matter the amount if it's a dollar it doesn't matter the amount you don't need it why are you taking it from the wallet that's not yours well i think we we all work right we all need money so i don't think to say that you don't need it. Maybe the quantity, maybe that you don't value, say a $10 or $20 bill, but maybe if it's a lot of money, you know, you might change your mind depending on the situation because we're working for money. Let's not act like money is not a big deal because we literally live and die off money. What if I'm a billionaire? Would That's you say I that? Said, the quantity, this? the quantity 
That's what I'm trying to say is that you can't devalue money when our whole life revolves around money. Let me go back to what Mr. Simple said with the ID. Does the ID change your mind there? No, it doesn't. Unless I know the person, you know what I mean? And it also depends so if, if, if I know the person. If you don't know the person is local, just an ID like in that, a local, the local, you see the address. It says, yeah. you know, it says California and you live in California. It says mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, you live in Pennsylvania. It says Wisconsin, you live in Wisconsin. This state doesn't matter to me. Okay. <laughs> it, it has to be in your area code, your zip code. I don't really pick and choose, honestly. Like, I don't. It's like, okay, why would I do something bad to you and not to someone else just be, depending on your location? That's messed up. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing you. I feel like you could do is, you know, equal discrimination. Justice, equal justice um, for Why for you got to discriminate? Okay. So wait, yeah. Mr. Simple. What do you say to that now? You know, she's saying that that ID should not matter. You know, you, you don't have this moral uh, obligation to return that. For me, if I feel like it's somebody in town that I could return his wallet to, I'll return it. If it's too far out of my way, I'm not going too far out of my way <laughs> to return a wallet that I found, you know, like, it just, well, for okay. me, it just, uh, I feel like I'm not going to go through it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep the money and hope you find your wallet. So you're working for a tech company that does audit auditing for a Wall Street firm. There's been some rumors about insider trading. Oh, insider trading. So your company has been called in to come and analyze emails, communication between staff and other people to see if there has been that insider training insider trading going on your best friend her husband works at this wall street firm and you have access to his emails and you find out he has a workplace romance that you nor your best friend know about you got this information because your firm or uh, your company is at his firm accessing these emails which are classified information do you tell your best friend about this and risk getting in trouble with your work? Do you put your loyalty to your friend over your work? At some point, you know you're going to have to mention how you know about this workplace romance. So do you tell her or do you just sit there? You just wait and say, you know what? Life would run its course. What do you do? Um, for me, uh... I'll, I'll let my best friend know in a way without jeopardizing my job. How does that work? You're going to take that risk. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, you gonna, like, how did you find out then? You're going to play that <laughs> line. Make up some story or yeah, how does or, this work? Or just, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, I found out from this document, this and that, and that your spouse is cheating. No, I'm going to say, okay. If, if, or if there's a timeline in the email where they meet, if you say I come came up with an email so that wait, shows evidence. So right? you will find you would go deeper into those emails. I told you your company is not there for these emails. You've had access to these emails because you're looking for insider trading. So suddenly now you're gonna do more work to find out more information to help your best friend. Without a trick, if I can. Yes. Yeah. The only way is if she was to tell him and he traces it back to you. But there's no paper trail with this. 
it's just against company policy and he's he's the link you can indirectly tell somebody without giving them like you you can say you know like this is i think this is what's going uh this is going on you should you know you you i'm not gonna say all right these are the facts blah 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 all right now i know that somebody's cheating on you okay look out for this look out for that i'm gonna give you clues to protect yourself kind of instead of jeopardizing my job as well i'm gonna kind of give you advice how to go about it and possibly catching them but you would not outwardly say it no that's your no that's why i say you so you use the okay yeah don't know hey what do you think what would you do uh this just just sounds messy i just keep myself (laughs) (laughs) this is none of my business you did not see it you you did not see did not hear it well, if I'm here, like on a on a job, in regards to like looking for insider trading, I'm paying more so attention to that and not anything else in regards to these sorts of things. These are what's it? This is confidential material we're talking about through like company emails here. Work, so work. it's not my place to disclose that sort of inform- information. Thus, like you know, I can be also subject to potential termination for disclosing these things, even though it might benefit my friend in regards to their personal affairs. So you are going with your work you know in this economy i'm going about my oh, listen i'm going about my day <laughs> <laughs> their personal affairs is none of my business it's it sucks for him i know but geez man like nah yeah yeah what's it i, I it's i try not to blend um ethically speaking i cannot blend the personal with my professional and you'll go to the barbecue and everything will be fine. <laughs> listen, listen, we've all been right. in those, those be circumstances where we're, we're literally innocent, where we're watching our friend who's out here doing dirty with their girl and you don't say a thing. Now do y'all. Okay. Madam Starry, what do you think? I know that life is going to expose, um, you know, that situation by itself. So I'm not worried about anything. You wait, know, the wait. The truth always comes out. So... You are with Don Jorge and inaction? I don't need to take... Sometimes in life, you don't actually have to take action because life is going to take the action regardless of whether or not you choose to. It's just how life plays out. So what was the point of uh, life revealing that information to you? Well, that's a good point. (laughs) 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 But it's regardless. Okay. You are so close to the whole situation. Why life reveals So I I totally understand that. But even carry that burden. Even so, life could reveal stuff to you and you could still choose not to take action and it would still come out the same way. The outcome's already written. So it doesn't matter how you act. It's already, the relationship's not going to work out at the end of the day. It's just a matter of time. It's like, do, is it going to be now that, you know, it's going to be, you know, so to destroy that relationship or later. And let uh, him get hurt. I'll go back to, yeah, what Mr. Simple said. So then you were going to live with this knowledge. To you, Don Jorge and Madame Starry, the weight (laughs) of this knowledge does not weigh down upon you, knowing that this relationship that you see is not the best. You know, these smiles are not real. (laughs) You make it seem as if like, this is such a burden when you look at like how modern relationships are. That's just like, (laughs) niggas is in bad relationships every day, B. (laughs) There, there is, 
Niggas fake and putting on a smile every day, fam. That's his life. (laughs) About 50% of people get divorced in America. So you know that one of your friends is eventually going to end up. So we've normalized uh, uh, this. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, (laughs) to be honest with you, it's normal. We passed that precipice already, Mr. Simple, is what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, that's how it is. But... It will expose itself. Who knows what the other person's doing? Do we even know that if he's cheating? Like, why is she or he cheating? Like, a lot of times people don't cheat for no reason. So maybe the other yeah, you, you, you tell him anyway, that nigga still take a back. What do you mean? So it's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I'm in love or something. Like, come on now, okay? We've been through this. Wow, so you guys are talking about how, how fragile so, so relationships you are. You wouldn't have at least like a, you don't have to say your girl's cheating, like a talk, you know, like, you know, like be careful, you know. Honestly, there's a few people I could count on one hand that I'm that close with that I found out their spouse were cheating now, I would, I would let them know. I feel like there's a lot because, of situations where, especially men, allow their friends to cheat on their girls and they don't say anything. So that's what I was about to get at. I, I think that goes this, vice versa. No, from my experience woman. seeing this, it's like, I don't know, there's not much because a lot of men I've seen in my life, they already do it and they're okay with it. Okay, last, last one. Um, this is an interesting one. So... You are a doctor in a small town, Texas. Why Texas? El Paso, because um, they have strict abor- small town, abortion. Right? <laughs> yeah, and that's what they, have, they, they have strict abortion laws, so I kind of always go to it when I'm talking about this. So you think of you it like, picked, like Odessa or Midland or something like that. Those are like small places. <laughs> Texas, Texas. In the middle of nowhere, where you know you 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 lack in some essential needs. So what's happening now is that you have five patients, and they are. They're all in need of organs and blood transfusions, except you're in a small town and you can't get access to these organs and these blood types that they need. And it's been a while. They have about a day to live. And then by some miracle, you have a patient that comes in with a rare disorder that can be treated. But he fits the the description, the bill for all the parts that you need for those five patients. If that miracle patient who just walked in, let's call him patient X, who just walked in, <laughs> if he was to die, all five patients would live in that one day. But he's not dying because he has three days to live. And you can help him live. Or you can let him Die. You're saying he only has three days left to live. He has two days left. Yes. No, no, not no matter what. You can help him out. But oh. if if you help him out, that means that you're gonna have those five die because you have to take time away to help him because he has a rare disease. You have one day to go for these five people, and you're like looking at like, hey, I can spend, you know, time to help this person. I can do it in two days and save him on the third day. But also, you know, science is not exact. Who knows? So, what are you doing? Are you, you know, letting that one guy be the savior for all these guys? You could talk to him, tell him, but some way his life is going to end to save five. 
honestly, I say that's not your anybody's job to decide. As a doctor, you do your job. You do the job to the best of your ability. Whether it is whoever it is that you're treating, you treat and then you move on to the next. There's no, oh yeah, if I don't treat you and you die, I'll save this group of people. I don't. So you, you don't worry about the five dying, you just treat the one that just came in. You do your job. You as do doctor, their job, which is a, which is next next patient up. Yeah. Patient do. X, you up. Not the act of five that have had you for a long time and you're gonna die. Yeah. Basically, you're yeah. he's not trying to make you into an involuntary organ donor. Yeah, you that's not your job. Your your job is to treat people. If somebody come in and they need treatment, you treat you tend to them and then you go back to tending to other people. It just that's what my understanding of a hospital is or you have doctors and nurses that do these things simultaneously. What do you say, Madam Starry? Is there any critical thing that has to be applied here that this doctor can potentially save five lives of one life that, you know, otherwise could be dying of this rare disease? What do you say, Madam Starry? Mm, I feel like I definitely am not someone to connect different patients together and be like, hey, this patient, you know, could impact this patient. It's like, no, they're case by case basis. But I guess I would be curious to know about patient X, you know, and their feelings um, towards what choices they want to make, because I would give them whatever options and they would have to choose. I'd say, hey, you know, you could do this, that. So you, you give know. them the option of saving these other patients' no, lives No, 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 no. I don't connect the cases. I would say, You're hey, not connecting it, okay. No, I, I give them all the options because sometimes, like, for example, Same cancer, you- people don't want to go through chemotherapy. So I'm like, okay, here are your options. You have three days or we could try X, Y, Z. But, you know, the success rate is like this. Like, what would you like so to do? So you'd offer them an alternative therapy I'm saying I would as an offer option. options. Yes. I put all the options out there, including death. <laughs> and then let them pick death earlier than three days I'm saying, what if which is true to? because what if can... they're tired of being this uh body experiencing this pain and suffering what if they want to move on to the next life okay what? somebody that comes in there with a mindset of getting better now you're throwing in well how do we know of... we don't know that we don't have any information about this then, but they're then sick that person would have went to the hospital no the but everyone place. goes to the hospital <laughs> like <laughs> everyone to seek wellness to seek <laughs> no, no, wellness no, no. <laughs> Oh, I mean, if he wanted to kill him, so he would just draw off a bridge. We'll go for coping <laughs> mechanisms. Yeah, or for it's drugs. Some, it's some form of assistance. <laughs> Whether it's psychological or it's physical. I'm just putting, it's not my job to pick and choose. I'm going to say, hey, this is the situation here. If you don't do this, you're definitely going to die in three days. If you do, you could potentially live this long. And then you have you might have to go through even more stuff. You know, if this doesn't work out, X, Y, Z, maybe you need more care after this. So it's really up to the patient to decide. And if they choose, I don't want any more. I, I can't do this anymore. I don't want this pain. Okay, that's up to you. I think that would change that uh, patient's whole mindset and demeanor. Like, let's say that person had a fighting chance and was real positive coming in there. And you throw in that option. No, 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 but it's being realistic. I'm a doctor. I have to tell them. Wait, can I factor in? So then what about the five lives that are saved by that patient making their own choice? Yeah, but you are playing God in this case. No, no, no. I'm putting options on the table. And that's my job as a doctor to let people make their choices. 
Here are the choices. Pick but, and choose. So you would but, factor in the five that's there. Not no, truly, no, no. I'm not. They have nothing to do with this situation. Shouldn't those five patients and their situations be confidential? You shouldn't share with other. I'm patients? not saying anything about. They don't exist at all in this situation. I she's only saying, do case by case basis. Them the option. We know as a doctor personally that you can so say you're gonna con him out of his his No 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 I'm given yeah. it's not a con. Why would him. I why would I only well, say also, time to save him one by. side okay. when there's multiple sides? Don't hold hey, what 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 do you think about this? You know, about even kind of giving the, the 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 patient the choice, the evidence to know that hey, this is how long it will take and this is you know, we might be able to find a cure i mean as a doctor you know that you're going to try your best to find this cure but if you didn't find the cure it can save a lot of people quicker so what do you say to offering these choices i would be honest with the patient and more so it's going to be a collaborative effort in trying to treat the patient and whatever it is that's ailing them and making sure that the treatment that we're going to go about that we're going to go about is also good with them and what they are comfortable with. So like kind of some of what Madam Starr was saying more so was present them with the options of in regards to where in which we can go with this in regards to, to their treatment. I wouldn't necessarily put death on the table. That's something that the patient would have to bring up themselves in regards like, to what, what they want to What if death is with. a factor? What if death is a possibility? What, like, in regards to like death in what way? Like you could potentially die from this particular treatment? Yeah, like in, in any risk of, you know, like, uh, life-threatening diseases, you know, there is. I mean, call back to like, you know, what's it's any sort of thing that we've done before. There's risk in literally everything you do. So like, for okay. example, if the thing that in which that we're asking this patient to do is to go under the knife, I mean, anytime you get, uh, get surgery, you're presented with the risk of potentially dying under the table for something as simple, yeah. something as routine as maybe even a root canal. So, I mean, like, these are these are the potentials that kind of come about when it comes to dealing with in medicine. It's just that what's completely and totally off the table is thinking about the other particular patients in regards to me treating this one patient. They're not in consideration for this. If it just so happens that in the midst of treating this patient to the best of our abilities that this patient also happens to again consented to all the things that the risks that came about with it and turns out to be an organ donor and died in the process of us trying to treat him and it turns out we can turn turn around and utilize this patient's uh what's it remains to help those other patients so be it but that's not the overall goal if the 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 person project uh patient x if patient x was a murderer or a rapist doesn't matter morally what that person had done to change your mind it's not my place to consider certain individuals no matter what they've done as irredeemable we don't my thing is if you were going to ask me like you know what exactly would be the thing that would change my mind in the circumstances it would be patient consent in these sorts of things i we're kind of going in the new direction when we're kind of pushing along the ideas of like dying with dignity and so on the patient would have to like come to the hospital with the understanding that, hey, if I'm going to go out, I want to go out on my terms and in the way in which I feel as though it's the most ethical way that I can do it potentially without harming anybody else around me, uh, saving people from the, Trump, the, the trauma of finding me in a, in a ditch or something like that. And this is how I would want to want to go out. Then that would be something worth considering in, in that regard. But no, by no means, no matter what the patient has done, it's not my position to say this person is worthy of living and this person's worthy of dying based upon anything that they've done before. Okay. But I'm sorry. 
I feel like it's a really tricky, very tricky situation. Well, first of all, I wouldn't really want their organs in my family members if they are a murderer. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm not about to give you this heart. Like that's some real witchcraft. Like exchanging, like no, like you're better off without it, because who knows what demon is inside that organ? Like organs are very sacred. You know, the ancient Egyptians used to take out the organs and do different stuff with them. Like, huh, no, sorry, you're not. I'm not gonna replace a murderer, <laughs> murderer liver to my mom. No, <laughs> like I like it's more if life wants people wait, to die like I so said so wait if it's random people it's not your family member it's, it's a, a murderer to uh, to to these five random people well you know what I feel like maybe the murderer would want to make up for some stuff so I would definitely try to in some way inform them that hey there's these patients here I know it sounds like you give like, them choice still yeah like I would the give first? them choice and say hey you know just want to I don't know how I would explain it in a way I wouldn't want to connect them like that but I would put that on the table some way because maybe that's their purpose in life maybe that's how they're gonna redeem themselves we don't know but I want always have to they have to make that choice at the end of the day okay so we're gonna conclude I'm just gonna go over the the three scenarios and see if you guys have changed your mind about it okay so in conclusion the first scenario, the first dilemma we discussed, if you're walking down the street and you see a wallet with money in it, are you taking it? Is there a chance you're taking it? We start, Madam Starry. Well, we're going back to this. Yes, just conclusion. And Is there just, a chance you're taking, taking it? it? Yeah. Did you change your mind or no? No. No. Okay, so yes, you're taking it? Yeah. But depending on what? The quantity of the money. Okay. Don Jorge. Yes. So you're not taking it based on need? Not taking it because I don't feel as... Yeah, based upon, like, you know, uh, financial necessity. I don't think I, I, there's any sort of um, need in my current circumstance to want to, to take something like that. Okay. Mr. Simple. I'm taking it based on identification. Okay. If, if I can identify you, you can get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> if not, it's mine. Okay. Finders keeper. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, when it comes to, um, I guess, snitching on yourself and telling your friend that, you know, their family member, oh, their, their, their significant other is cheating on them based on information you found at work. Um, Madam Starry, are you telling them? No. No? Work first? It's not even about work. It's it's more so. It's really not my place, and I feel like life would sit, uh, sort itself out. The relationship would end eventually, regardless of what I do. Okay, Don Jorge, you said yeah, work well, first, right? I'm just gonna do my job and not have to worry about anybody and their personal affairs. Okay, what they gonna get dealt with anytime they feel as though they're gonna get dealt with or not? I mean, what's it? There's no telling that me inserting myself into the situation makes things better. <laughs> For all I know, things can get even messier just by uh, by telling them this this situation. Separation of work and personal life. I see that. Yes, Mr. Simple. You still you still I, giving them the advice, the will, strongly worded yes, advice. I will advise my friend to be aware of his company. <laughs> she moves. <laughs> That's like a fortune cookie. Like, what does that even mean? 
I'm, I'm not saying that's going to be the exact Then he's going to be paranoid. I'm, I'm not saying that's going to be the exact advice. I'm just saying I'm okay. going to give him word of advice to be aware of who he keep his company. Including you. You're part of the company. Well, who he keeps his company. <laughs> okay. What else do you want me to elaborate? <laughs> that would not help him, though. Okay. Why say something? Because he's going to push you. He'll keep pushing you until he gets out of you. I'm not going to say this person is cheating on you. No, but you I'm saying, I'm... how can you give your friend just a little bit, like a taste, and be like, nope, but I can't do say anything else. Do we have time to sit here? <laughs> no, and no. And finally, when we all play doctor in Texas, are we doing our job and letting patient X live? Despite the fact that patient X can save five other patients. I'm doing my job as a doctor. Absolutely. So if that calls for patient X to live, then absolutely. Because you hold doctors to a higher moral standard. Absolutely. Than other because workers. Lives, lives are in their hands. Okay. Don Jorge. Yeah, no patient is a sacrificial land under my care. <laughs> you were doing your job in the order that it was received. Madam Starry. Yeah. No, I'm not about to kill anybody. Or I'm not I'm not a Grim Reaper. I'm not there <laughs> to play God. And I'm definitely below God. So I'm not going to take that choice. Ooh.